Ooh, what's up, Internet? My name is David Webb. <laughs> I'm Arielle Edwards. <laughs> we get nerdy nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. Uh, that was great. That uh, I'm glad that cracked you up. Yeah, that one. I, I was not expecting that. Welcome back to another episode of the Nerdy Nightly Podcast. Mm-hmm. Recorded from a bunker because there's a tornado warning. Yeah, yeah, we're taking shelter in the basement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's fun. It's, you know, just another day in 2020. Another, another day in 2020. <laughs> um, this year has been unbelievable. Truly. <laughs> my, my mom pulled up a video today of an eagle <laughs> carrying a shark over a beach in florida or somewhere in the south and i was like yeah yeah that you know that is an eagle carrying a shark i'm, I'm pretty sure it's also a bald eagle so, so that's got to be a metaphor for something you know like because isn't can america jump the shark like as a country can they jump the shark <laughs> is that what's happened i i don't know i it's it's a sign yeah i the the covid numbers coming out of the south out of all the united states to be honest they're terrifying terrifying yep yep what a what a time to be alive you know it's uh it's a wild world out there yeah but we're here and Mm -hmm. we're we we're gonna talk about nerdy news because there's so much news right now in the world (laughs) yeah so much is happening so many movies are coming out it's wild summer 2020 i know it's like how am i gonna find the time to see them all breaking all box office records yikes jurassic park <laughs> number one again a few weeks ago yeah um i just can't wait till you know it's star wars again star wars 2022 <laughs> yeah um yeah 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 well uh, did you so we were going to talk a little bit about news mm-hmm. but um to start and then we're going to talk about hamilton in on the back half of the podcast yeah um i think that's a golf term i don't know why i'm using a golf term on here but um hamilton no the back half of the oh i was like <laughs> i mean i don't golf but i'd never heard of sure yeah no no like the back nine like the back no i thought you were talking about hamilton and i was very confused <laughs> yeah on the back half of hamilton <laughs> just we're gonna perch ourselves on lin-manuel's rear end and we're gonna record a podcast <laughs> his wife would love that um but in the news uh disney has canceled their plans to release Empire Strikes Back in 4K in theaters. What? Yeah. You didn't tell me this. It's news. Yeah, you're in charge of the news. I know, and I'm telling you now. Wow, thanks. We did. Um, wow. This whole segment is me going to be telling you things you don't already know. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's the whole purpose of I sh- it. I should have prepared for this. I just, I wasn't prepared for that. Um, I, there's a part of me that's like, that sucks. But then there's the other part of me that's like, I don't need to see Empire Strikes Back in 4K. I mean, at least I... I want to see it in theaters. Yeah, yeah. But I I don't... I just don't... I don't care about 4K. And maybe... Uh, I get that people do. But especially yeah. like old movies. I'm like... So I can see more of the grain on the film. Like yeah. what's the... Yeah, I kind of don't need that. I, I would love to see it in theaters for sure Mm -hmm. but the 4k part of it isn't actually what interests me yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. so all right 
and maybe it's because I don't know enough about like conversion and stuff. But to me, I don't understand. I don't really get how it could look better in 4K. It's sort of like when you play an old video game on a new TV. It, I get that it's updated, but it actually looks worse. Worse, yeah. Because yeah. the ratio isn't right, and mm-hmm. the 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 game was made for the device that was outputting it. Yeah. And so when you change that to something else, even like emulated N64 games on a computer. Mm-hmm. There's just something lost in the way the technology is putting out the visual. Yeah. That yeah. changes how it looks. Yeah. There's a lot of things that just don't work anymore. Like those old, old, like, point-and-click computer games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or whatever that are, like, the speed of them is tied to, like, your computer's CPU. Mm-hmm. So when you play them on computers nowadays, it, like, moves really fast. And, like, y- y- it, it, it's it's so weird to try and, like play yeah it's just it's just not what it's meant for you know yeah and i think there was something about refresh rate of those old tube tvs is actually faster for some reason than the refresh rates of newer tvs at the expense of like weight and Hmm. um the depth obviously of the television itself and clarity i mean we can get a lot better clarity now for a lot less power yeah but the tube tvs because of the because of the way light was shot through them they were actually able to refresh faster huh um and yeah i was i was watching something about how gamers prefer tube like competitive gamers prefer Mm -hmm. tube television technology Mm -hmm. because when you are playing at that high level which i can't i I don't have the reflexes for. yeah god no when you're playing at that high level you actually do notice the difference between like two milliseconds and your refresh rate right which is wild to me yeah i'm like like, i can't imagine what that looks like (laughs) i can barely aim the bow in skyrim i know (laughs) i watched watched you play today and it was an adventure although i i'm worse at skyrim than at other games fair i'm usually a competent video gamer there's something about the controls of skyrim that i <laughs> struggle with yeah you yeah you and that game don't get along the, the point of all that being that i'm not <laughs> sure that i need to see empire strikes back in 4k i it's yeah. a perfect movie i you don't need to make it better yeah yeah i'm perfectly happy if you just show it to me again in on the big screen yeah like i yeah i would pay for that is the space room coming out of the asteroid gonna look more or less realistic <laughs> if it's in better resolution yeah truly these are the questions you'll be like oh now you can really see that some of those asteroids are potatoes oh <laughs> uh, i can't wait i hope they i hope i hope we get to see it in a theater yeah at some point um, i mean i i don't i'm not sure that we're gonna run out and see it like next weekend if it's available because yeah safety yeah yeah we're trying to be good we're trying to be good yeah we're being good yeah we are no we're, yeah. we're being good yeah. it's just, um but yeah. despite uh people trying to be good i know that a lot of people weren't this weekend saw some videos from fourth of july shame Sh- truly <laughs> shame you should all be walk naked through the streets of the red keep and well, with we a clang weird a bell behind woman you. behind you <laughs> clanging a bell um the movie theaters have decided this week early this week right before we filmed our baking video that they were going mm-hmm. to not open next weekend and they were yep. going to remain closed till the end of the month despite that mm-hmm. movie studios are going back into production on some things the batman is going back into production in the uk uh tom cruise i think is going back to work on a mission impossible movie nice there are some things that are going back and i'm just wondering how how would you feel going back to work traveling internationally to film a movie right now 
Uh, wow. You know what? I would be very um, interested to know what the precautions are that mm-hmm. are being taken. You know what I mean? Um, like my feelings would depend on how um, how serious people were taking it. Yeah. You know, if and how much money you're being paid. Well, yeah. You know, I. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's millions <laughs> of dollars on the line. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing as well is if you're like. So if it was me, just hypothetically as a young, healthy 25-year-old and, you know, I was offered this and the the fact that, you know, I would be um, on a movie set and working um, in a group setting like that, the, the reason we are being so cautious, cautious is that we... Um, we are interacting with other people who are more vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. So if I, you know, if I was confident in my own health um, and was being offered lots of money and, you know, I could then, once that was done, isolate for two weeks before I saw anyone outside of the production again, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I, I, I don't really, would, I wouldn't really see a reason to say no to it, you know? I totally get that. I, what I saw today that I thought was weird was that apparently the stars and crew of these movies might be given exemptions from quarantining when they get to the UK. Why? So, because right now, if you land in the UK from another country, it's an automatic two-week quarantine. Yeah. I read, and like, I don't know, I, I, I they said it might be, so I don't know if it's passed or anything yet, mm-hmm. but that Tom Cruise and other people might get exemptions from having to quarantine for two weeks so that they can start filming right away. Why? Because they would fly privately or what? I... I don't know. I I don't I don't know the reasoning behind it, but I'm like, why would you? Okay, I'm. You know what? <coughs> if Tom Cruise has been isolating in his mansion and hardly seeing people, and then took a private jet there, I could maybe understand not quarantining. Yeah, but you're not talking about just Tom Cruise. You're talking about Tom Cruise, every other star on the movie, the yeah. crew. They're not gonna fly all the crew. To this film site in private jets. Yeah, that's a big no for me. Um, I'm sorry, but if you're going through an airport, you you, you gotta. Because <laughs> we did it. We went through three international airports. Yeah. And when we got to Calgary, we were like... We are quarantining. Don't touch have, me. Yeah, yeah, Like... <laughs> Even walking into the house to get into the room we were quarantining in was weird. Yeah, yeah. Like, I felt very aware of every step I took up those stairs. Yeah, yeah. I was like, don't breathe hard. Just, you know. Yeah. I, I just, I think it's weird. What, what I'm seeing a lot of is people doing all of the right things and then making one decision that opens a can of worms so large that no matter how many right things they did, the, all of that gets taken away. Yeah. And like yeah. the UK has done a pretty good job of taking control of its cases mm-hmm. and is in a position where they can reopen and where they can film again yeah and i'm glad to see that i want to see these movies come out i want to see the batman next year totally but, i want this movie to be done but you don't want that to backfire but don't you know? then be like well the one precaution of quarantining for two weeks we're just not going to do for these people yeah that doesn't make any sense to me because heaven forbid one person comes back either already has it or catches it in an airport or mm-hmm. on the plane and passes it around the Batman set or passes it around the Mission Impossible set. Yeah. And I I get like the two, two weeks is a long time and they want to get filming. But in my mind, I'm like the precaution of those two weeks has to be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, 
Wow. And I get financially, it's a huge risk because for for the production studio, they're going to have to house those people for those two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like the, there's a cost to that. There's a hotel cost to that. I'm sure a hotel that Tom Cruise is willing to stay in is <laughs> expensive. Yeah, but I I don't think that that price is higher than you know people's health and safety. Yeah. So if you know, I think if if you want to go back into production, you want to start making stuff again, you have to do it properly. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't matter how good you've been up until this point, if you just stop, like if yeah, if you just throw that out the window. Yeah. What was it all for? The only the only thing I could see, the only way I would be like be like, yeah, that's fine, is if they put them all on the same plane. Yeah. And they flew to London together. Yeah. And then they didn't hang out with anyone else. Yeah, yeah, true. If they like had their own kind of COVID bubble. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's not going to happen. Like there were photos and videos coming out of London over the weekend of people in these packs of hundreds of people in the street drinking and reveling and having a good time. And it just it, it it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, as we're watching this, the entertainment industry really ride this tailspin of trying to figure out how it's going to survive mm-hmm. to see the people in the industry being among the people making these awful decisions, not wearing masks, not doing the things that are going to get us back to work. Yeah, it's 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 really upsetting. Yeah, like truly, you know, as someone who's looking at the world right now and thinking, you, you know how the hell i spent 25 years i spent my whole life you know working towards this thing mm-hmm. that's now gone for the moment mm-hmm. and i just don't understand how people who are part of that world and want the same thing as me want theater and art to come back how they can just be so reckless with it you know yeah. that's because it's just gonna it's just gonna make it harder it's just gonna make it harder for everybody and it's gonna make it longer yeah yeah and and like i i'm a dual citizen so for (laughs) me canada day fourth of july now i i i don't super subscribe to anything because i live in between you know i have this sort of so that none of that's really mattered to me and i guess that if that matters to you a lot maybe it is worth it to you and that's selfish i think but i guess some people live in a world where like it is more important to me that I celebrate my pride in this. Mm-hmm. But even that does, I, I can't, I honestly, I can't even justify yeah, it. Yeah, it's something I really can't empathize with. Like I'm, <coughs> um, like I'm trying to put myself in that position and I just don't see what in the world would be more important than keeping the people around me safe. Yeah. And, you know, trying well, Especially to- since like my grandmother's in our bubble and so like, yeah. you know, she's 84. Yeah. <laughs> So it's important to not bring Corona to the table. Yeah, absolutely. This is such a downer. <laughs> Sorry, guys. There's, It's like the good news of like, hey, they're going to start making the Batman again. And I'm over here like, well, how can I make that sad? Well, no, but that is part of the news, you know, like this segment could just be like, so this is going to happen. And this was announced and, mm-hmm. and, and that would be the end of it. But, you know, then you just go listen to the news, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you can read that. Yeah, you can you can read that online You're but, here for our opinions. You know, we're here to we're here to talk about it and like actually talk about what that means. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is just it, it's it's one step forward, two steps back in my brain. And yeah. maybe it won't be, you know, maybe it, it'll go fine. Like, I really hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's all I can say is I really really want it to go well i want everything to go back to normal i just you know you know i want us to be able to um 
start building up our lives away from Calgary because, mm-hmm. you know, this is not where we, you know, plan on spending our lives. It's, but it's, it's where we're stuck. It's Yeah, we're just here for the moment, making the most of it. <laughs> making our podcast, doing our Twitch streams. Yeah. Being yeah. nerds. Baking. In my mom's basement. <laughs> yeah. I, I graduated college and I was like, you know what? I am never going to be that guy who moves home. Oh, God, same. Like, I was like, I I am an independent woman, and I am going to take this world by storm. And I I, I don't think it's fair. I don't think I moved home, really. No, like, I mean, we... Like, being forced home because I literally can't go back to my home country, right? Yeah. The place I call home. There was really no choice there. The border is closed. I am stuck here. You didn't have an apartment. I didn't, no. Like, neither did I. We were also let go with such little notice. Yeah, it was like, oh, okay, so we're all going to send you home, and um, we're going to try to get you off the boat as soon as possible. And then, yeah, we had, like, a day to pack, not even. And no internet. Like, like yeah, yeah. even and if I had wanted to find an apartment in New York, I didn't have a way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely not. Like... This is this is the most where this is the most all over sad coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, nerds talk corona. That that that's our new podcast and, segment and cast shame upon the audience <laughs> for How stuff they may not you. have done. I know. No, it's but <laughs> and name check Tom Cruise multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure the Church of Scientology is going to have this podcast banned now. Yeah, they're gonna review it and be like, nope. Sorry, Zenu. You oh god, ghost that is soul a... of a demon alien mm-hmm. who's trapped in a volcano because of mirrors in the sky. You know what? That's a whole other podcast. We we don't That's have time what for we that. We will never do. <laughs> no, probably not. Oh god. Uh, so what else? What else in nerd news? That's news? it. Oh, movie theaters aren't opening. Productions are. Yeah. Um. That's that's kind of it. There, there, there's some good stuff coming out soon, thankfully. Mm-hmm. There's some uh, games coming out next weekend. Ghosts of Tsushima is coming out, which is apparently mm-hmm. like a feudal Japan samurai Assassin's Creed type, type game. thing. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to buy it yet. That, that all sounds great. I want to watch some gameplay. Yeah, totally. Because the story trailer looks amazing. Yeah. But I want to make sure that the game plays something I'm going to enjoy. And then that's I will... That's what Twitch is for. <laughs> that's what Twitch is for. Um, I will be buying Paper Mario Origami King as I soon know. as it's released. Because <laughs> I... Uh, I've, I'm pretty sure I've beaten every Mario game. Except for like Mario and Sonic go to the Olympics and stuff like that. But every mainline <laughs> Mario game I've beaten. What was the last one I played was for the Wii U Super Mario 3D World or whatever. Yeah. And then game. when you beat the game, then they send you up into... This into space, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where I stopped. You've never played um, Super Mario Odyssey. No. Ooh, it's so fun. <laughs> you fight Bowser on the moon. It's great. Oh, yeah, because he's trying to marry Princess Peach. <laughs> Some weird. There's a lot of there's a lot of like women <laughs> in distress in Mario games in a way that I'm like, uh, mm, yeah. Uh, but we just you know, there's also like flowers that eat you. So it's it's not it's not reflected well that's based on real life ariel oh sorry i didn't realize we were in little shop of horrors no no no. flowers they eat you it's a metaphor for women's nether bits (laughs) wow i i learned something new thank you yeah mario everything in mario is like like 
if you really look at all of it, it's very oh. sexual. So that's what the movie Teeth was inspired by. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It all makes sense now. Okay, okay. If we ever do like a live watch log or something, that needs to be one of the first things we do is Teeth. <laughs> there was a musical based on that. What? Yeah, Teeth the Musical. Oh my It never ran because it was a musical about a woman with teeth. vagina dentata, but yeah. I think that's what they call it in the movie. Sure. I've only seen the trailer. I've never actually seen the I've film. never seen it either oh, on purpose. We need to watch it. We also need You haven't seen The Room. I have not. I oh mean, I God. know about it obviously. We don't need new movies to come out. You have so much to catch up on. I do. That's like that's that's one of my like biggest disappointments in myself in life is that there's a lot of stuff that I really just I need to watch. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously we won't catch up on all the best horror movies because I think you're you would have a heart palpitation no. and die. But yeah, I would be pass away for sure. Mm-hmm. I mm, mm-hmm. yeah. No, so the, I mean, there's there's gonna be games coming out. Mm-hmm. One question I I actually am curious to hear your thoughts on this. Okay. But we were talking in stream the other day in I think it was in my stream. Um, we were talking about how Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is coming out. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is coming out in the fall mm-hmm. and um, someone was saying like well how could both games do great there's not going to be enough room for all these AAA titles right. in the fall and my point was like well with the new consoles coming out there's going to be a lot of AAA titles yeah. like we're going to look we're and Cyberpunk 2077 wasn't on my radar mm-hmm. a week ago after the gameplay <laughs> re- uh, some some reporters have played it now yep. and now it's very much on my radar because it sounds amazing yeah um and it's by cd project red i didn't know that but they made <laughs> the witcher games mm-hmm. and i'm a huge fan of witcher 3 mm-hmm. even though i haven't beaten it yet i need to beat that game. yeah you're working on it i'm so i'm like literally like almost on the last quest and yeah. then i got distracted but do you coming out of covid because it's kind of goes back to the same question as movie theaters and mo- new movies coming out yeah with people having less disposable income in the fall because of the way that the economy's taken a hit. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is what the whole podcast should have been about, and we shouldn't have spent so much time talking about the phallic mushrooms in Mario. But <laughs> um, Thanks for that. The, with people having less disposable income in the fall, is there room for m- all these movies to make money and for all of these games to make money and for the launches of these two new consoles to go well financially for these companies? Or are we going to see a really like a bad financial season in the fall for all of these entertainment companies who are putting out expensive they're saying that the new console games for playstation xbox are gonna be ten dollars more per game and the consoles themselves you said the playstation's gonna be 700 and apparently it might be 700 dollars american jesus christ yeah. so is there room right now in the economy that we have for all of these big budget things to be coming out and being squished together because all of the release dates were pushed back so I think that the answer to that really depends on um, how different governments are going to be able to handle things like unemployment. Mm-hmm. Because I think what what seems it, what seems to me is a, a lot of the goal of the like for Canada with the CERB or the, the unemployment or you know these this money that people are receiving. For losing their jobs the reason this that the sums are fairly high you know they're not like they're not egregious or anything like that but i think the point is to try to pump money into 
put money back into the economy. Now, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know shit about money. I don't, I've never studied the economy or business or anything like that. But I just, mean, we have musical theater degrees. So yeah, exactly. We know how to make money. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I just mean from like an outside perspective, I think that that how well those consoles and those games do depend on how long people are either A, receiving money from the government for, or B, are unemployed for. Yeah, because if people get back to work, if people can get back to work, like, in August, mm-hmm. which is a month from now and feels so soon, mm-hmm. but, like, if the economy is, is ticking along again by mid-September, by November, people are going to be wanting to spend a little cash. You yeah. know, maybe, maybe. Yeah, possibly. I mean, the other thing is I know some people are in really bad situations right now mm-hmm. because they don't have the money but there are other people who um you know are able to either are somehow able to make it work with whatever they're receiving and however they're receiving it mm-hmm. and you know i think that moving forward from COVID as a whole people are going to be more cautious about how they spend their time and maybe that means more video game sales and not going out as much that's interesting because video games and like online communication could see an uptick for sure but what what does that do to like the 150 million 200 million dollar tentpole movies that mm-hmm. like mulan mm-hmm. mulan is supposed to come out in six weeks now yeah or seven weeks now something like that can that movie no six weeks can that movie actually make money like just with and it's the same thing i brought up weeks ago on the podcast where i was like if the theater's half full Mm -hmm. you have to sell twice as many showings and that is if people are willing to go but like are people going to be willing to go to a movie right now i don't know one of the hard parts about being stuck here i think is that i feel very out of touch with the world because in alberta things feel pretty much back to normal yeah like when you go into the stores you know people wearing masks and they're sanitizing and there's like shields up and stuff like that but as far as like things being open and people going about their daily lives it seems fairly normal yeah that's and true. you know a lot of places that is not the case so yeah. and we have not had that many cases here so it's it's yeah you know we've been very lucky so mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know how people are gonna feel about going to movies i think in alberta people are gonna do it yeah the problem is alberta doesn't like and and i i don't mean this as a to dismiss the place i'm from but it doesn't matter financially like there aren't enough people here to financially for sure i just mean like i can't really speak for the rest of the world right now i can i have a very small idea like like i don't know how to phrase that but like a vague idea from people that i know living in toronto but that's only like my friend pool and like from the looks of it most of them are trying to be very cautious and i doubt would go see a movie in a theater right now well and for me it's it's the question of like for an indie film to make money you need some pretty passionate people to go see it yeah for mulan to make money Mm -hmm. you need for millions of people to be willing to go see it within a span of a few weeks. Yeah. Because the release calendar, and, and I know that um, Tenet has said that they're going to push their release calendar wider mm-hmm. so that it's in theaters for a longer amount of time. But if movies keep coming out, movie theaters do not have time for your release window. They're yeah, going yeah. to take the movie out for the newer thing because they're totally. going to make more money off the newer thing. Tenet is not going to make money in week seven. Mm-hmm. 
my my question and 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 there isn't an answer and that's kind of the problem with it is that my question is is it worth releasing movies this year for the theater and and for for the for the theaters it is for the theaters i i totally get that they need to open they need to pay their rent Mm -hmm. but for disney to release mulan is it worth it to release it this year and lose money on it because i gar- i can guarantee you now it's going to lose money domestically yeah i i can't see how it makes money or do you wait until february the thing is then then everything is coming out at the same time and you're you're in a much more competitive market well but that's that's already going to be the fall like the fall's already going to be but like the fall compared to like february i don't know i really like yeah. and the, and then it's you know it, it it's at what point is it going to be okay to release a movie yeah i just i so a quick question you're like in new york how long are movies usually in theaters for um it depends on the theater like the ones with more screens like amc 25 in times square you can run for a while you can run up to three months okay um but okay. like a nine screen theater you're probably there for six weeks Interesting. Okay. um but you're not making money like the majority of movies now make 60 percent of their budget in their first two weeks or 60 percent of their profit in their first two or three weekends okay just because i feel like unless a movie does like horribly they're in, at least in toronto i feel like they're in theaters for at least two or three months yeah three months because uh, at the end of three months they can go on vod and once they're like online once you can see them at home it doesn't really make sense to keep them in theaters yep totally obviously covid has already changed that as well but mm-hmm. uh, my thing right now is i just i don't know i i feel like these movie distributors disney warner brothers universal are paramount are lining up to take losses Mm -hmm. just to put the movies out yeah and i wonder i just wonder what the value of that is for them because tenet is going to lose money it is too expensive you need to make 450 million dollars worldwide in order to break even yeah yeah because here's here's the other thing so bars opened in texas Mm -hmm. they were open for what like seven days (laughs) shut down again Mm -hmm. if movie theaters open and they put these big movies in them Mm -hmm. tenant doesn't get a second opening tenant doesn't get a second run if it opens in theaters for two weeks and then movie theaters get shut down in 17 states say but new york and california and illinois the the ones with really big cities are up there Mm -hmm. that's tenant's run because tenant's not going to reopen two months later when movie theaters reopen yeah and get any buzz no one people are gonna be like ah yeah it came out yeah and so my um, watching what happened with the bars in texas i'm kind of like i would be skittish right now about being like i'm gonna commit a 200 million dollar because tenants budgets i I think 170 million dollars plus probably a hundred million dollars in its initial marketing campaign Mm -hmm. which was a total waste of money because it didn't come out on that date plus a continued marketing campaign because they just have to keep putting money into every ad that comes out to tell us that the the date has changed yeah so at what point is there going to be enough seats literal seats in theaters even if they fill everyone at what point will there be enough seats available in theaters with social distancing guidelines for that movie to make 450 million dollars worldwide and know that the theaters aren't going to clamp shut again in the middle of it i don't know if that's i don't know if that's august yeah yeah that seems like a tall order and it's it that's a that is a gamble mm-hmm. with money and jobs in at a time when like the entertainment industry is already 
Disney's going to be fine. I'm not worried about Disney. I'm no, not even yeah. really worried about Warner Brothers. Um, although the HBO Max launch didn't, I don't think, went the way they wanted it to. But It's because nobody understood it. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I yeah. We also can't have it here, which sucks. Because I would have been one of the people who paid for it just to see what it is. Yeah. And I can't. I literally can't. I don't know. I just, I... Because I saw people like, well, why why, why would Broadway push back to January? Since we're going to be talking about Broadway shows in the second half of this after yeah. our ad break. Yeah, just good. a quick lead into that. Of course they push to January. No Broadway show can make money at half capacity. No. Most Broadway shows can't make money at 70% capacity. That's why some shows close when they hit 60. Yeah, and here's the thing. is like safely going to see a show. I don't even know if that's half capacity. Like, oh, it, yeah. it might yeah. be, like, every two or three seats you can have somebody. Mm-hmm. And so that's, like, a, that, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. I I don't know how they're going to do it. And, and you know, we're trying to keep a close eye on it. But this this whole thing, it's hard, it's hard to plan for because we don't know enough. You know, more information is coming out every day and it's getting better. But it's so hard to know what the right thing to do is. Yeah. You know, we're all just trying to be as good as we can. Well, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And on that note, in this very cheery, happy... (laughs) I'm having a great time. I don't know what you're talking about. Enjoyable episode of the Nerdy Nightly Podcast. We're going to go take a quick ad break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about two Canadians who sat down and watched a play about the beginnings of America (laughs) that had music called Hamilton. See you in a second. And we're back. So Hamilton. And now we're smiling. This is the happy part where we talk about a thing we saw that we enjoyed. Something yeah. new. Not yeah. new because it's five years old. Hey, it was new for me. And it, it was truly new for you. Very new. I really... <laughs> yeah, that was an experience. <laughs> I, I just... For, for the people at home who weren't there, there was a point in the middle of watching Hamilton where Ariel turned to me and was like, I don't know what's going on. Because I've only heard of two people in this musical. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot to take in. Um, (laughs) So uh, American history is not something we dive into a lot in Canada. No, no, really not. Some broad strokes. Yes. Very broad strokes. But you had never heard of Alexander Hamilton. No, I told you. I literally only, I obviously heard of George Washington and I've heard of Thomas Jefferson and that is it mm-hmm. that's literally it not a single other name in that show i recognized <laughs> which is so wild to me yeah i mean i mean you probably you probably recognize some names that they threw out that weren't characters like sam adams is referenced no idea who that is but you've heard of the beer sam adams no idea who that is <laughs> uh they mentioned benjamin franklin i do know who that is o- originally he was supposed to be in the show um oh. but he kind of uh, according to lynn he functioned according to lynn as if i know him personally <laughs> um yeah we chatted about this whatever although you I know what him, hamilton did share our um apple pie the official the, page the official hamilton musical page so did share our apple pie we're basically famous and i did lynn manuel miranda did run into me one time wow um, uh, outside of the visit on Broadway after the show, he was like trying to get into a cab and he like <laughs> ran into me. He was like, you, sorry. And then he got into his cab and he drove away. Have you showered since? 
Yeah. Oh. Immediately. Damn it. it was like a hot summer night in New York. I, <laughs> I was sweaty. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. What a shame. Um, but so you, <laughs> so you, I so and you hadn't listened to the music before this. No. See, that's the thing as well. Is like, I, I want to say, you know, I really did enjoy hamilton as a show but the music itself you know when hamilton came out i was i listened to a little bit of it and i was like not really like my jam i just i don't really listen to rap i have a you huge only listen to 70s grunge metal yeah exclusively, exclusively. nothing else and weird al just those and two we- theories actually you really only listen to weird al yankovic mostly yeah. yeah yeah if if you if weird al hasn't done a parody of it i don't know it which is weird because he has done hamilton i know and i saw that today. today my dad tagged me in that how wild um but uh, wow what was the saying um it was hard to understand what was going on yes not only were you you're not a huge rap listener um, yeah, so tour. I, I, I hadn't really heard much of the music. I'd heard the main theme, obviously, and I'd heard, like, the Skylar Sisters song mm-hmm. and Dear Theodosia, oh, I think okay. is what that's called. All right, yeah. I'd heard that one. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Um, and so, on top of that, you also don't know American, American history. American history at all. So I, my brain was working really hard <laughs> when I was watching it. Um and I'm glad because it, it was great. I honestly think as a piece of art, very well done. Mm-hmm. Very well done. Um, like I said, the music is not really my style, but I still very much enjoyed it. Yeah. And, and the, the performances are so solid. Yeah. Like yeah, Philippa everyone... Sue's voice is wildly good. Yeah. Everyone in that show was incredible. Yeah, Leslie um, Adam Jr. wins a Tony. It's <laughs> like you're like watching someone win a Tony before your very eyes. It's yeah. wild because, oh, yeah, what a man. Yeah, yeah, truly. If you didn't see him in Leap of Faith, which is a <laughs> musical that I was one of the few people who saw. Um, it was a Broadway show that mm-hmm. I got $5 tickets to. Cause they, Jesus Christ. There used to be this website called Student Rush. It was yeah, studentrush.org, I think. Mm. And it was where they would sell off tickets to shows that weren't doing well. Oh, And so I went and saw Leap of Faith for $5. Wow. Because I was like, eh, whatever. Like, five bucks? Absolutely. Five bucks. Um, And I loved Leslie Odom Jr. so much that mm. I went back to watch it a second time. Wow. Even though he was a small part in the show. I did the same thing with Gavin Creel in Book of Mormon. I saw them opening night and he literally blew me away yeah. like i was like that man is a star like oh, he is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah his performance in she loves me uh as kodai was yeah. so much fun yeah that man anyways but so we sat we sat down to watch hamilton on the mm. disney plus and i was i was really impressed i mm-hmm. i know there's been a lot said about it online um i know that you know some people it's weird. There, there, there seems to be two like very strong camps as far as the adaptation of the stage show to film goes, mm-hmm. and there are people who don't seem to love the way that it was filmed, and there are some people who do. Mm-hmm. And I, I fall mostly on the positive camp. Yeah. Barring the 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 one, and I've I've said this to you already that I I do wish that I had that the camera had spent more time zoomed out watching the choreography yeah for sure seeing the stage as a whole yeah the ensemble choreography is so 
unbelievably good. Yeah, yeah. And we missed parts of it because we were, like, the camera was focused on mm-hmm. something. Which I understand. Yeah. But, you know, as watching, like, because we're watching a piece of theater, I would have definitely preferred some more, like, full stage shots. Well, and I, I partially for me it's that I, I always want to get those performances like the you know the, mm-hmm. the story time performances are very important to me mm-hmm. but for rewatchability i wish that there were more moments that i could go back and just watch over and over again to watch a different person's different thing, thing every time yep absolutely and there are moments like yorktown um which do that really well and open up for that um but there are also moments uh the first not guns and ships the um stay alive where I feel like there could have been more time spent showing us what the entire ensemble is doing. Yeah. I also felt like they had that great overhead shot to show off the turntables. Mm-hmm. And I there are a couple of moments that I wish they'd cut to that more. Yeah. Particularly in some of the lineups moments before the duels and things like that. Totally, yep. Um, just because the ensemble for this show is working so hard like harder than i ever want to work in my entire life i was exhausted watching the book dancer i was like the amount of time it would take to learn how to twirl that book oh that was so cool but it's brilliant and like the the, there were some moments in the like that that featured ensemble bits and ariana debose got a few featured (laughs) moments um obviously she's now going to be one of the stars of the new west side story movie that steven spielberg did so she's you know, she, she's doing her, all right. her star's on the rise. She's doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, I, yeah, I just wish the camera had spent a little bit more time with the, the ensemble. Yeah. Because it does such a good job of tracking a lot of the more intimate scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, like that one turntable moment where Angelica is replaced by Eliza and yeah. Hamilton doesn't move. Yeah. I'm still very upset. I want to know what happened to Peggy. I'm I'm almost certain she died. Yeah, which is what you told me, but I I, I want to know what happened. That one thing that a rabbit hole I went down in the last couple of days is oh the, the historical accuracy of Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And apparently there were a lot of Skylar siblings. Oh. Including brothers. Oh, interesting. And Angelica's like as the as the, we I don't have any brothers. My father had no sons is the line like my father had no son so i'm uh, and i'm the oldest and the wittiest and the prettiest and all that stuff but she's not that's none of that's true like she very much had older brothers oh interesting and uh, lynn has reasons for why he changed that or whatever sure i get that but there's just a part of me that's like wait so that's that's straight up not true yeah i mean it's it's hard with these kind of things because you know you want it's still theater Mm -hmm. you know it's not a documentary and in this case it also has to rhyme because it's rap yes yeah yeah there aren't like book scenes really there's a couple yeah no no it's many layered um but yeah i just i wanted to know what happened to peggy she just disappeared and i was like what happened to the other sister well make a spinoff musical peggy schuyler (laughs) oh my god yeah, I don't know. Where she just complains because Angelica and Eliza always seem to be doing things but forgetting to invite her. <laughs> oh, God. It'll be like me with all my friends in college. <laughs> wow. All your friends in college are listening to this being like, okay, rude. My <laughs> friends from college aren't listening to this. <laughs> if you say so. One day. One day. 
Um, to be like, hey, it's that guy we went to school with. Da- yeah. D- D- David. David. David Weens, right? <laughs> no, no, wait. No, wait. Yeah, he no, wait. his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, this industry. <laughs> this industry and the things it does to us. Oh, God. Darling. Don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, do you feel like you understand American history now? Um, <laughs> wow, I, wow, no, 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 mm, no. Do you feel like you understand the, the, the plot of this show? Yes. Mostly. Yes. It took, like, it, it, like I said, my brain was working very hard, but I felt like I was able to keep up okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of those shows, a lot of the time, I actually, and this, I know this makes me like a bad theater kid, but I don't really listen to the albums or songs of musicals before they come out because I really cherish that um, very first experience where I see a show for the first time and everything is a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, but Hamilton is one of those ones where I actually, I wish I had known the music a little better. Yeah. So that, um, I didn't have to work as hard, so I kind of already knew where this was going. Because, yeah, like I said, as a Canadian watching this, I was like, I don't know who these people are. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. What year is it? Like, <laughs> is that man's name Hercules Mulligan? <laughs> yeah. Um, is that where, like, what's the phrase, like, pulling a mulligan or something? Is that where that comes from? Uh, no, I think that's that's a golf term. That's another golf term. Oh, <laughs> A mulligan, um, a mulligan is a term in golf when you, um, you can like redo your turn. Sure, I I'm, think is I a mulligan. It's, it is a golf term. Okay, I, I, I should know that. I have no reason to know that. Um, um, yeah, no. So a mulligan <laughs> is a golf term. I don't know if it comes from Hercules Mulligan, but I think it comes from like Scotland mm. before that. Gotcha. But right. Rochambeau is mentioned in this. Which is where the the name for rock paper scissors comes from is is that that Rochambeau? Uh, I don't remember him from the musical at he's all. He's not. He's just mentioned. Oh. We rendezvous with Rochambeau. There were a lot of names in that musical, and I could probably only name half or less. <laughs> like truly, I'm like, okay, this guy, he died. <laughs> what was this his name? Guy, <laughs> He lived for a bit and then he also died. <laughs> like, I, I would like to point out that all of these people have died. Yeah, I just mean within the course of the show. Well, the majority of them die in the show. You're not wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, it, there's a lot of death. That is true. That, um, yep. I There was a point in, during intermission where I turned to you and I was like, just so you know... <laughs> A bunch of these actors are about to return playing different people. Oh, yeah. And and then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. And I was... Then... 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 What's-his-face became a nine-year-old child. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Lee Medina. Yeah. Was playing a nine-year-old in the beginning. He, he ages to 20. So. Yeah, no. Fair. It's just funny because he's, like, taller than his mom and he's mm-hmm. nine. Um, <laughs> it works, though. I, I... That... No, it's fine. They do a great job of it. And it, I'm just... I'm just being a shithead, but I think it was funny. I think one of the things that Lynn manuel Miranda, I feel like I don't want to say his whole name because but you're not it on feels like too first personal, but I also don't like... want to say his whole name because it's so long. I just want to say Lynn. Um, 
the, the what's interesting to me is as someone who I listen, I do listen to rap music mm-hmm. quite a bit, and I really like my favorite rap is like early '90s rap. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate the way that he shows the evolution of rap in the show, and see that is not something I would have caught on to. Well, it when Hamilton, it's not throughout the show really, but when you first meet um, Lafayette. Mulligan and Lawrence, mm-hmm. they're doing very simple kind of like um, verses mm-hmm. um, in the bar. Mm-hmm. And when Hamilton enters with I'm not throwing away my shot, mm-hmm. the um, meter and the uh, rhymes becomes more complex. And when the three of them rejoin later in that song with their second round of verses, they've all become more complex rappers Mm -hmm. as if to show that Hamilton's brilliance and the way that he thinks and the way that he was around people elevated the way that they were thinking and how, how quick they were um, because they had to be to keep up with him. Yeah, totally. And so I loved that when they got back to Philip, they went back to like the way a nine year old would rap, which (laughs) is closer to the way that people, the, his friends were rapping before they met Hamilton. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I really appreciate there's a real sense of intelligence that is given to characters based on how complicated the rhyme schemes that they have in the show are. Yeah. And I've always loved, I just love that about the show. It's such a unique way of showing how smart people are yep. by literally giving them harder music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So much so that when Lafayette is like, I'm the brilliant general who is confusing confounding the british empire in guns and ships he is rapping one of the fastest hardest tongue twisteriest sections of the show yeah in the moment where they're saying well he's the brilliant one who gave us all of these tactical victories yeah totally and so using how complicated the rap is to show that is just in it's one of those things about the show that i'm in awe of every time i listen to it yeah, and no, it's it's truly brilliant. Like, there's so much that went into that show, so much mm-hmm. thought, so much care, so much passion. Um, that like it, it was really a pleasure to watch. Um, and yeah, yeah, I it's funny because I was like when Hamilton came out, I was like, I don't, that doesn't really interest me. <laughs> but I'm really glad that you know we we got to watch it i i don't think i would have ever been able to afford five thousand dollar tickets for it if they're not five thousand dollars <laughs> sorry you can get a hundred dollar ticket to hamilton nine thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry a million dollars <laughs> one million dollars that's just for part one <laughs> this is not harry potter it is one uh, three hour chunk i know i know but it yeah i just the tickets you know they were so expensive and it just that just like stuck in my brain. I was like, ah, oh, I'm probably never going to see Hamilton. Well, you do know? you know how much Disney paid for Hamilton? No. $74 million. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. I would have whistled in that moment. Then I forgot I can't whistle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as Stephen Sondheim wrote, anyone can whistle. Not true. He's never met me. <laughs> I did that musical in college. And our lead um, was this girl Maggie who is an incredible talent Mm -hmm. like she's amazing and i love her she's one of the like kindest sweetest humans alive 
she's playing the lead in the musical Anyone Can Whistle. Mm-hmm. Girl could not whistle to save her life. And I can relate. It was the funniest, like, three weeks of rehearsal. <laughs> with her being like, it's not going to happen. And she was right. It didn't. Yep. Yep. Girl, I feel you. Never met you, but, like, I, 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 I get it. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see more musicals get to do this. But yeah. I just I, I just don't think the financials are there. Like I, I Hamilton is such a unique property as far as its success and its success beyond our community. Yeah, well I I think it's gonna depend on how Broadway HD does. Well, yeah, yeah. You I know. would love to see I would love like there are some shows I can think of right now that I think would do really well. Like uh, I think Dear Evan Hansen yeah. um would yeah. do really well in uh digital market. Yeah, the show's so much about that anyway. Like the the themes would transverse really well. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Um, that's kind of the only one I can think of though that like has that kind of. I don't know, but I'd watch any of them. We would, yeah, but yeah. we love like I would. Yeah. I'll go see any musical. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, it's it's an art form that I've spent my life dedicating to. Yeah. I I I I've seen I've spent so much of my life watching bad musical theater. <laughs> And just being grateful to be in a theater watching people perform. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that That is the one thing about watching Hamilton that was hardest. Was sitting there being like, I, I, I miss theaters. Yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah. That moment after we turned it off, like when the show ended, it was, it was, first of all, the ending, it, there's a lot to it. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of heavier and um you know kind they of. Well, kind of you know they talk about like you know who's going to tell your story and the, things like that and yeah yeah that those moments afterwards uh, you know i all i could think is how much i miss it mm-hmm. you know that like god i i wish i was still on the ship doing jersey boys and like who mm. would have thought that like god i wouldn't have if you told me at the beginning of this contract <laughs> that this is how it was gonna end i'd have been like you're you're losing it well and we're coming up on what the end of our contract would have been i know yeah this is this is by f- this is since i was probably six years old this is the longest i've gone without being inside of a theater not not necessarily working like sometimes that's been scene shows yeah yeah but well, without I- being in you know what i would consider as as close to a place that I would call a church as I have in my life, as someone yeah. who isn't very religious, um, as close to a place as I would consider holy and like reaffirming and energizing. Yeah. That's what the theater is to me. And so to have been away from it now for f- four months yeah, just is, about... is tough. Like it, it's, it's a, it's, it's a change in me yeah. to quote <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. more musicals yeah that is beauty in the beast right yeah it is yeah changing me i sang that song in school shocked yeah you sang for bell yeah i know right as a skinny white girl what? <laughs> no who would have thought um yeah i mean i i can't say the same i've definitely spent some several months outside of the theater i mean after i graduated i had a tough time i was still auditioning and stuff but you went and saw stuff no no i had no money <laughs> I like I I truly did n- very little for the year after I graduated because you know it it's was tough. just there was a struggle. Yeah. Um, but it, at least for the past several years, 
I've at least been auditioning or in dance class or in singing lessons and things like that. Yeah. And not being able to do even that. Like, like even if I couldn't have, like, be inside of a theater, just being with other people and, like, working on the craft of it, it's just yeah it feels like it's been so long because yeah. i'm i i used to take 10 dance classes a week Jeez, like that was that was how i dedicated my free time and i loved it mm-hmm. and i miss that like crazy um yeah you know and dance studios are not coming back anytime soon well, well that would feel weird maybe but hey if gyms are opening back up some places you know dance studios won't be far behind but yeah it'd be weird i it wouldn't be that it's all one-on-ones from across the room yeah really but no it wouldn't be that safe sanctuary feeling like it would it would i would feel anxious yeah and we don't have a great space in this house to like take a dance class online unfortunately no i mean like the the most we could do is maybe outside weather cooperating but it's calgary yeah. if we took an hour-long dance class halfway through we could get rained out or snowed out or, or there could be a tornado. tornado like you know it seems I, I think our house will survive the tornado yeah yeah i don't hear any strong winds or hail outside so i think we're okay oh good oh but, um, good but it was uh, that that moment when the show ended that we talked about we we both had a moment after we turned it off and i turned to you i was like i don't get that last moment where eliza just like kind of gasps and i was like i i don't understand what this is Mm -hmm. and we talked about it for about like 30 seconds when we were like oh she's looking out and seeing the audience Mm mm-hmm And it's the entire finale is, you know, about telling like about about these people's stories and telling it and sharing it and keeping it alive. And then that she sees the audience in that moment. And I just like I I broke down. I lost it. I was like, yeah, me too. Yeah, we both cried. Yeah, because I was like, that's that's beautiful. Well, and I, I think that part of that was both of us acknowledging the power of telling stories and getting to tell stories. Yeah. And, you know, it's pretentious and probably <laughs> gross, but I, in in a lot of cases, when people are like, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I'm a storyteller because... No, that's what it is. Well, and, and because it's, it's sometimes I'll be like, well, I'm an actor. And they're like, and then it leads to a question of like, we had it the other day. Someone was like, <laughs> oh, well, do you, you do musicals? Do you ever want to like, you know... Well, I, it, it, they they said it in a kind of condescending way yeah. where they were like well do you ever want to like get a real job and be in television yeah and they're I was like, like do you ever want to do like big stuff like yeah. film and tv and we were like, <laughs> we're like uh i was we do i was on a tv show like TV. a few months ago like, yeah i was like first of all we, we do that already and second of all what <laughs> <laughs> yeah i and i i think that she was trying to be I don't think it came from a mean place. No, but no. I do feel like... We, it never does. It, it is that, like, people are like, oh, like, you do musical theater. That's 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 so cute. When are you going to be an adult? Yeah, seriously. But even that, even... even, And I think... I think theater people experience this a lot. Is mm-hmm. if you say... If someone's like, oh, what do you do? If you say, oh, I'm an actor. You know, they're going to ask, like... They're, they're immediately... If they're not in the arts really they're immediately going to think of film and tv and ask Mm -hmm. about like oh what have i seen you in 
you know mm-hmm. no 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 I, I i mean unless you were at this theater when i was doing this run of this show you haven't seen me <laughs> you know yeah. it's it's the immediate jump is to like blockbuster movies and netflix shows i remember what she said now she was like oh would you ever do a play because we're like oh we, we we met doing a musical right and she's like right. would you ever do a play and i was like yeah y- yes i yeah i, I mean <laughs> i wouldn't say no to work yeah yeah, it was but, very odd. But yeah, I, I like <laughs> I, I consider like my job is to tell stories. When did <laughs> Sorry. Are you referencing something in the room? Great podcast content. Sorry, I just didn't realize you put a picture of Mewtwo on the wall. I... There is there is a very tiny picture of Mewtwo on the wall. I never noticed. And it has been there for like two weeks. What? No. Yeah. No, I think mm-hmm. you're lying to no, me. No, I'm not. I'm I put it up there sure forever ago. No. No, I'm. <laughs> I don't believe you. Um, but yeah, it's like, cause you know, even from other people in the arts, like I've done children's theater, and mm-hmm. people have been like, "Ugh, gross." And I'm <laughs> like, no, like that. It's it's amazing to have that audience of young people who you get to like tell stories to and teach lessons to, and mm-hmm. honestly, children are the most honest <laughs> critics in the world. They will literally yell out if they don't like what you're doing mid-show so yeah there's like a electricity in that kind of performance yeah and so i just think like you know having had so have so many opportunities in my life to get to tell stories as my job is such a gift and i miss it so badly yeah (laughs) i just want to be in a room of people enjoying something together a movie the theater i just i want it so bad yeah and i want it in a way where i'm sitting there and I'm not worried. worried about it. Yeah. Where I'm not physically uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I am anytime I go into a store where the employees aren't wearing masks. Yeah. You know, the Roots, Roots Canada. Called call, out. Call, I'm calling you out. Yeah. You guys, you, your hoodies are $100. <laughs> Buy some PPE for your employees and make them wear it. Yeah, that was weird. Where is American, American Eagle? Eagle? On it. They're on their mm. shit. You have to Hot wear a mask. Topic. Yep. Hot Topic is weirdly on it. Yeah, they're like, um, do you have a mask? No? Okay, here, you have to wear this. If you don't, you can't come in. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, great. A Hot Topic kicked someone out the other day. Yeah. It, while they're we were like, at no, the mall. They're like, no, you can't come in. Uh, no, they kicked someone out who was in the store but kept pulling their mask down. And they're like, I'm sorry, we have to ask you to leave. And I was like, <laughs> "Good, thank you. Good. This the, this is how we should be doing things. Mm-hmm. Because I want to go back to the theater. I want to go back to work. Like... <laughs> What I wouldn't give to be in a rehearsal room right now. Oh, yeah. Getting notes. Like, truly. Yeah. Like, stretching it out, you know, doing transitions. I don't give a shit what it is. I just, like, get me back in the rehearsal room, please. Run 50% faster than that. (laughs) Run 15% slower than you just did. Run 7% faster. Run 7% faster. (laughs) I can't imagine what those rehearsals must have been like for Hamilton. All right. So there's going to be two turntables going separate directions. (laughs) Jesus Christ. You're going to grab the Everyone is going to be doing something different. You're going to be holding this. You're going to be lifting this. You're going to be spinning. You're going to be rolling across the entire stage in about half of a second. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> The roll. You you were so baffled by that roll. Yeah. He literally rolled across the Broadway stage in half a second. Yeah. I was like, oh, and he's okay. And he's gone. Um, that is talent right Andy there. Andy Blankenbuehler's mind 
is he's a choreographer of mm-hmm. the piece and he his mind is something yeah the way that he choreographed those two dancers to become the rowboat that gets hamilton across the river yeah um is stunning yeah what an incredible visual yeah like truly yeah. that's a guy i'd love to have a beer with yeah. I wouldn't have the beer, but like, Sounds you know like, what I mean. Why would you want a have tea? A... I'd like to go for tea. <laughs> I'd like to. I'd <laughs> like to go for tea with Andy Blankenbuehler. Yeah, so you know, that if you're listening, like, <laughs> that sounds like one of those Omaze ads where they're like, <laughs> like I, I've seen jo, uh, Joe Manchinello on them lately, where he's like, "You can come play Dungeons and Dragons with me at Wizards of the Coast." Yeah, yeah. And I can just see Andy Blankenbuehler be like. You can come sit and have a cup of tea with the Queen of England. <laughs> oh, God. Star Wars is raising money. I love it. I love it. Pretty sure, like, Neil Patrick Harris was selling, like, lunch with him or something like yeah, that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, so, um, uh, because we're talking about Broadway, mm-hmm. there's a thing called, every year called, uh, well, it's not, okay, every year, the Broadway community gathers. I'm just going to do the whole speech. Every year, the Broadway community gathers to raise money for Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS, a organization. I don't have it memorized, but I was like, wow, you're hired. It's an excellent time of year where basically like the Broadway community pulls out these red buckets and they raise money mm-hmm. to uh, for Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS, which is this incredible organization that I'm a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. And it's a competition. Yeah. So um, a couple years ago, Hugh Jackman was doing his show on Broadway, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was during this time, and he was trying to raise money for. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to raise money, and so he was auctioning off the literal shirt he was wearing in the show, the undershirt, Ugh. the sweaty, Ew. gross undershirt that he was wearing in the show, and this the night that I saw it, because mm-hmm. um, Hugh Jackman is arguably the most important person in my theatrical career and that's a story i will tell at some point somewhere um huh he uh, he's my favorite yeah it's okay um (laughs) he sold his shirt for ten thousand dollars oh my god oh my god and that's just the night you saw it and that's just the night i saw it. um he <laughs> and like everyone was trying different things to beat him um daniel radcliffe was in how to succeed at the time mm-hmm. and he was or, or no maybe Darren chris was one of them someone famous was in the yeah uh, one of yeah. and they were auctioning off the bow tie that he wore in the show each night oh interesting. Um, so they were all trying things but hugh jackman i i wish i had the numbers in front of me but he raised so much more money than every other show yeah like i'm pretty sure he raised more than every other show put together because he i think one night he actually sold off his underwear like he was literally oh, wow. like he was like just selling everything and it was wow. like a hanes cotton blend tank top. <laughs> yeah grand. but it had his sweat on oh it, it had a lot of his sweat on you, it <laughs> if you rang that thing out you could create a little flubber out of hugh jackman's Ew. sweat <laughs> what Wow, that's an image I'll never get out of my head. That's the Wolverine right there, baby. Mm-hmm. I think that's the image we should go out on. God. Yeah, yeah. A flubber of Hugh Jackman's sweat. Wow. We need to make that a t-shirt and sell it. Oh, God. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope he listens to this one day. <laughs> I, you, you have no idea what that would mean to me. <laughs> yeah, I have an idea um anyway on that note uh check us out we're gonna be on twitch all week mm-hmm. um i'm twitch.tv slash nerdy nightly 
Yeah, I'm uh, at Clarus Dracaris, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter. Follow us in all the places. If you haven't seen the Apple Pie, Alexander Apple Pie video yet, go give it a a view. Uh, We think it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. We hope it's funny. (laughs) Like us. We are performers and we need to be liked. Yeah, Or we'll fade away. We we crave admiration and love and attention. I wish that weren't true. I know. (laughs) It's too real. Any any actor knows exactly what we're talking about. Um, yeah, go follow us. Give us a like. We'll be streaming all week. There's a new video coming out on Friday. And um, we're, we're working on getting some Twitch compilations for June up. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a goal for the week. So Yeah, yeah. That... We'll get them up by like July 15th. Yeah, yeah. Before the halfway point. Before the, the halfway point of July. Exactly. Um, I am David Webb. I'm Arielle Edwards. <laughs> Do something nerdy tonight. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>